We live in a world where something is always brewing. Knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Good morning. If you don't have a cup of coffee, go get one because we need to have a powwow and we're going to focus for our week and be intentional and every good day starts with coffee. (laughs) Actually, one of my friends, they have like a blog and they don't drink coffee anymore for some health reasons. And they now drink chamomile tea with honey. And he was saying how it's like a hug and a mug. And so if you're non-coffee drinkers, go get you a hug and a mug and come on back and let's sit and let's have a conversation. Well, I'm going to have a conversation. You're going to process all the things I converse about and have a conversation within yourself. So, you know, there's that. But anywho, you can tell I'm not on my first cup of coffee by that narrative. <laughs> my brain is fully functioning and firing. Hold on, we need to take a swig first. All right. So this morning I was contemplating the content of today's episode. And I always kind of try to like to think of a good title to name the podcast episode based on the content. So I'm looking over the content and I began to just think and I landed on the huddle. And so today's episode is titled The Huddle. And I was sitting here and I was thinking about how when you're on a team with people, what is the culminating moment where they energize one another, they block out the rest of the world, they bring their minds together, they put their arms around each other, kind of formation of a circle, they're not sharing with everybody else their plan, they're strategizing, they're getting focused together. They're encouraging one another. Sometimes they'll be like, go team. And then they break. And like from that huddle, they all leave encouraged, empowered with a focus of what they need to accomplish as a unit. And so today's episode is titled The Huddle. And we are having our own little huddle right now. But also today I want to talk about being a part of community. And what teams are you currently on? So for me, in my house, you know, I'm my first team that I'm on is between me and God. My second team that I'm on is between me and my husband. And I like to look at us like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and we got our backs to each other. And we're armed, and we're fighting the world to great gain the greater good, right? And to accomplish what we need to accomplish as our power couple self. Then the third team that we both are on is us with our children, the people and the members of our household. And I'm on a team with them. And but it really stems from the first team, you know, me being good with myself and God, me being good in our marriage, because then we if we are we're um, in a good place and in a healthy marriage, we're going to lead our children and then we're going to lead our home. And so that's great. And then the fourth team that I'm on is my team within my workplace and the projects that I, I'm a part of and teams with extended family and, and what have you. And I think that there's that old saying that says it takes a village to raise your children. And, you know, I think about my childhood 
versus how children are being brought up now, where it was so easy to just be like, yeah, come home when the streetlights come on or when it starts getting dark, you need to be home. And we just kind of were allowed to roam around and like ride your bike here, ride your bike there. And now because of the awareness of all the crazy things going on in our culture, even me as a parent, like I limit my child from doing and having the freedom that I once had in my childhood. But that's out of wanting to protect, preserve, and keep kids safe. But we've had to find ways to allow, especially my nine-year-old, to have community and have freedom within the confines of safety. And there's had to be that balance. And we had to have that talk because we couldn't just shut them down and not have any interactions. It takes a village. It takes a village of people being friends with this community, being friends with this family or these people. And so we've had to be more intentional. And so I think nowadays it takes more effort to be a part of community versus when I was growing up. Like it was like you were just a part of the community of the kids that lived on your block or what have you. But now we have to be more intentional. Make sure we're signing our kids up for teams or sports or extracurricular activity camps for the summer. Um, you know, be more intentional to facilitate play dates and things of that nature. And so that's something that I've, I've I've pondered on in the subject of now it's a little bit more work. It's not as easy to be a part of community. Also, I feel with our very digital world, even though via social media, we're technically a part of community, I think we're also forgetting the things that make us human and what it means to communicate live with someone versus communicating with someone digitally. When you're communicating with someone digitally, you're not seeing their reaction in response to what you're saying. Um, You are having a communication with a blank screen. And so sometimes it feels as though your words do not have consequences. However, if you're communicating live with a person in front of you, you can look at them. You could see their body language. You could see how they're reacting. You could hear their tone of voice. You could see, uh, make eye contact, tell if they're tearing up, tell if they think it's funny. You could see their um, facial expressions. And so I even have to be intentional and I even say this to my nine-year-old, when you're talking to people, you need to look at them in the face and you need to assess how they're perceiving what you're saying. And through this digital age of social media, we quote unquote feel like we know people better, but yet we aren't and we don't because we're communicating through a screen. And so we have to think about how our world is changing, how our culture is changing, and how we need to kind of go back to the fundamentals of what made us be better about communicating and being part of a team. But also, I think COVID really changed the way we do community in teams as well. And I think some some aspects it was a good thing and some aspects it was a not so good thing. I think in the good way is we all kind of got quarantined and sterilized from all communications for a minute. So as we added it back in, we were more selective about who we were adding back in, which was probably like a healthy thing for some of us. I know it was for me. Um, after COVID, we just kind of reevaluated like, well, what are the important teams that we need to be on? What are the important 
community aspects that we should still continue to engage with because um, there were just some unhealthy ones in there that, you know, you give and give and give and there's not a lot of reciprocation. And they're in community, there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance of give and take. And that's what makes good friendship. That's what makes good relationship. That's what makes good community. And so if you're a taker, you need to think about how can you position yourself to give of yourself. And in the beginning, it's exhausting. Like giving of yourself is tiring, but actually that's the most rewarding thing we do as people is giving. And I know sometimes there's been like areas where we've lacked. And so we want to hold on to what we have, the energy we have or the resources we have, because we're afraid of going without again. And I just want to speak to that and just say, the more you give, the more you give freely, the more the thing that you're afraid of losing won't be able to control you. And so that's something to think about. But my husband used to be on this team for work and they would have at least once a quarter team building exercises. And essentially what that was, they would after work all meet up at a local restaurant and get some get some beers, get some apps. And he would start off the meeting with like an icebreaker for everybody to go around and share. But the point of those interactions once a quarter was to build the community within each other talking about, oh, how are your kids? How's this going? How's your mom doing? And, and having community and building rapport with your coworkers. Because when you have a personal connection with people, you function to better as a team. And you might say, well, like core, I, I'm better alone. I'm a, I'm an island. I, I'm fine. I don't need people. And I'd like to say to you, why then do we biologically as humans have a voice box and two ears. And that is because we were created to be communicating people. We can listen to receive information, and we have a voice box and a mouth to utter sounds to communicate with people around us. And for us Italians, we were created to move our hands as we talk. (laughs) So there's like that other element for us Italians that have to talk with their hands as I'm talking with my hands, talking to you. (laughs) But we are communicating people. And so I understand where you might feel like I'm better off an island. But I'd also like to say, do you feel this way because you were hurt? in the past. And now you feel like you have to box yourself out, box yourself off. And you've just instilled in your mind, like, I'm not going to trust anyone because nobody is trustworthy. And so I'm going to be an island unto myself. And then in that case, I would say to you, I get it. I have been betrayed so many times. So many people have betrayed my trust to the point where I completely can relate just wanting to be like, I never want to talk to anybody ever again. Like, I'm good. I'm so good with everybody. But I think that we say those things out of our fear, out of our hurt, and out of our woundedness. And we can't allow those things to inhibit us for future interaction with people. If we take that baggage into every relationship, of course we're going to be betrayed because we attract the things that we fear. Like when you're projecting, oh, they're going to betray me. My my trust is going to be misguided. When you're radiating fear of something from occurring, 
it ends up happening. And so that's where you need to be intentional about dealing with that wound and that hurt so that you can build up to trying again. Because you're really just doing yourself a disservice by cutting yourself off from being a parts of teams. And I get it. There's hurt. I can relate 150% to all of that. But as I think back in my life, and I think of hurtful relationships, I can think back to like, okay, I understand why I attracted that person because I was unhealthy in this area and they filled a need that I was putting out there. And now that I've healed in that area, I don't attract those types of people. Now that I've healed in this area, I don't track that kind of behavior from someone else. And so I think that it really starts with you knowing yourself. And it that's so important to know, like, well, what are my key fears? What am I projecting? What am I wounded about? And what am I attracting? And, you know, I love the Enneagram because it really addresses what are your core fears as whatever Enneagram number that you are. And it helps you identify core values and attributes that sometimes we need to be faced with. And they call it a blind spot for a reason because it's somewhere that you're blind to. And we need to be aware of our fears so that we can face them, so that we can be brave and overcome and be courageous in those areas. And so if you don't know what your core fear is, like how are you ever going to be able to face it? And so I love the Enneagram because it helps you deal with those internal things. I think to myself, how each person is different and each person has their own story and how the same we are, but how we were created to be so different. And so for me, I'm looking at my piece of the puzzle, right? When you're doing a puzzle and you're looking at your little piece and that's my little piece. But when you put it in the picture with all the other pieces, it creates this mosaic, this whole picture And we are part of the whole. And when you exempt yourself and say, I'm an island and I don't want to be a part of this team and I don't want to be a part of community, you're robbing everybody else from seeing the whole picture because your perception, your view is excluded. People need to understand your story. And so if you've been hurt and you've eliminated yourself from community, I want to say to you, be brave and come back to the table. I love that famous quote where it says, it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. And it's so true. It's so true. We have a saying at our house where we always will encourage one another with teamwork makes the dream work like while we're cleaning on Saturday mornings. And there's something about encouraging one another. When you cultivate an environment of encouragement within your community, it facilitates better productivity. When you've encouraged the people around you, when you've invested in them to a coworker, you know what, this part is so great. Maybe we could tweak this part or this is well, this is really great. Keep going with that. We need direction. Sometimes we need to get out of our own way and hear other people's directions, other people's encouragements, other people's words of wisdom that have walked paths that we have yet to walk. And before we make big decisions, talk with a person who's done this walk before 
talk with someone who is experienced in this area. When you make decisions with more information, it's better for you in the long run, at least to grasp and even if you go with this choice that you were going to go with all along, at least now you have some ideas of like, okay, hey, this could potentially happen. If this happens, you know, so-and-so has been here, I can go ask them. It's so important to be a part of community and be around people that are speaking life into you and doing life with people of substance. And so maybe you say like, I don't have people like that in my life. Well, I think you need to assess And I think maybe you need to contemplate the fact that maybe you're part of the wrong community. (laughs) Maybe you need to find a new community. Maybe you need to find people that are centered and, and mindful of the path that you want to live and the goals you want to live. And it's okay to outgrow people. I have outgrown people in my life and people will be like, oh, you're cold. No, I'm sorry. These are just not the people that I can relate to anymore. They want to continue on the path that they're on. And I do not want to go down that path anymore. And so I've done a 180, walked back up the hill and I pursued a new path. And along the way, I found other people that are more like-minded. And and then, you know, so like, happens. It's okay to outgrow people. It's okay to change communities. And because you need to be a part of a community and a team that is bringing out the best in you. If you're a part of a team and community that like every time you leave, you're like, oh, why did I do that? Now I feel guilty. I think you need to reassess, are these the people that are bringing out the best in you? And so if you feel that you're on the wrong team, it's okay to switch teams and give assessment of who you're partnering with. And then if you feel like you're with a good group of individuals, begin to cultivate that. Facilitate lines of communication. And I'm very much about investing time into communities that are reciprocating. And we want to come together and build relationship. And through that, we are going to have a greater productivity, a greater impact on our goals as a team because we've come together relationally. And so maybe some these are some things that you want to bring into your workplace. Maybe these are some things you want to bring into your family. And like I always say to my kids and my husband, like we are the greatest team. If we can't do this team right, we have no business being team with anybody or anything else. And if we don't treat each other right in this home, there's no point of having any other relationships with anybody else. Like we are the most important people in each other's lives. And we need to get this community right first and foremost. And so maybe you need to restructure like what communities are your priorities? Are you putting work, other relationships ahead of the people in your own home? And I would say to you, you need to get that in order. The first should be you and God. The second should be, you know, your spouse. The third should be your kids. And then fourth, you know, everybody else. And if other things in that everybody else pile is taking over the first three, then you are out of balance. And so maybe that's something you need to evaluate. But I think I've left you with some food for thought. I think this is some good things to strategize, assess, um, and then think of ways to cultivate, doing fun activities, doing fun things together, paint nights, coffee. You know, f- there's so many fun activities out there now, and build relationships with people that are worth being in relationships with. And so I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Go start community and go invest in somebody this weekend. Happy Friday. Woohoo. Go be awesome. Be bold and courageous. Face your fear. You can do it. <laughs> have a great weekend, guys. Bye. 
you so much for joining me today. And as always, I am your host, Corey Powers. Please follow, share, and review this podcast to help others seeking encouragement. For more information, be sure to check out my website, coreypowers.com. And tune in next time for more Coffee with Corey.